Hey, everybody. Coming up on today's podcast, we've got... We are, we are, we are. This is a little bit of um, are we really gurus kind of thing, right? Like, so Jay's got some are. stuff I think he's you, were, you, you found, but we decided we just wanted to see if we could hold our own without any advanced research. Right. Yeah, so... Yeah, there's some things happening today uh, that we're going to talk about that might involve. And, um, you know, better yet, you know, even with those guys, you might want to stay tuned for even the next story that's going to be involving. And then if we can carry on through, there are so many other stories that we've got to get to that, you know, recent happenings like the. that happened um, during Jay, and yes you can't say on the podcast why it's restricted is, is it really you can't use that word I can't you didn't know okay. that I didn't know that man so can can we call it some sort of like I think you with can a, say like with a with a concert in between yeah. Okay. All of that coming up on today's podcast. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast, The Counter Show. That's my good friend over there, Keith. How you doing today, pal? Hey everybody, Jay. What's up, man? What's up, man? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. How how uh let's get right to it. How did how did you feel about the uh the turnout of the um the big game? The big game. Um the uh what is that? It's it has to do with you know, this oddly shaped Yeah. You know, uh, pigs, pigskin. That that copyrighted term that it ends starts with super and ends with bowl. <laughs> right. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, I was fine. I guess. Um, you know, the I honestly felt like some of the commercials were not as impressive as you know. They didn't have the production value that I'd seen in years past. Well, like I don't know if you knew Heiser this Bush. or not. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you knew this or not, Keith. But our good friend Marlon Young. Mm-hmm. Actor Marlon Young was actually involved in one of those commercials. I missed it. Which one was he in? Um, he was in New York City. Um, he he put it out on Facebook yesterday. I, I will find that for you and get that to you, so we can um, uh, share that for our uh, for our, our our fans out there. But uh, there he was sitting in a nice looking blue suit. Just looking good behind a big desk in a corporate office in New York City, talking about a contract. So it's uh, anyway. He uh, he he was. I think he was involved in a Kia, um, yeah, commercial that ran during the Super Bowl a few years uh, back I've as well. I've seen it many times. I it was don't like the, know that. The, yeah, the participation trophy one. Is that is yeah. that the one? Uh, I think he's so. Done Did several. that run? 
Yeah, yeah, he's done yeah. Yeah, so for those of you listening, if you don't know who we're talking about, it's Marlon Young. They call him Marlon Chopper Young. We've had him on our podcast several times. Uh, he's an actor, uh, screenwriter, producer. Uh, he's got some Netflix specials going on right now. He was Rufus and Entourage. Uh, he was the cop who pulled over um, Larry David. Uh, Larry David. It was also in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah. So it was also I, in what? Uh, did you see Larry David's commercial? I don't know if I did see Larry oh. David's commercial. Oh, yeah. I got to check that. Well, I was a little distracted. My wife was getting a new phone, so I was trying to get it all set up, and you know how that can go. Crypto right? was all over, right? Oh, and So yeah. Larry did a, he did a crypto. Oh, okay. Well, and, uh, that makes sense. It was sense. basically, no, well, it was actually, it was true Larry David fashion. Like, he was some sort of a, um, they had him be different historical figures throughout the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was always like he had gotten everything that he was involved in wrong. Like he told the guy that was making the wheel, like, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> and and Jeez, that just man. sort of continued, right? And then yeah, at yeah. the very end, he was like, you know, this crypto is a horrible idea. And yeah, right. so, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, how well. about the QR code? Did you see the QR code bouncing around on the screen that they, how many millions of dollars that cost? That, yeah. that i did man and, and you know that's funny it's it's uh qr codes are are definitely leading the pack in regards to reaching people much quicker because we are that we are the instant gratification um generation now uh where you know you want results immediately right. and how do you do that you just put a qr code up there and scan it with your phone and you can get everything well you need we have them on our business cards uh yeah. we have them on our like pretty much on our everything right pretty much yeah well, I might even have one tattooed on my ass. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we've got we'll them like, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of all the, you know, like I know they take them, you know, take you over to our YouTube channel and you can hit the subscribe yeah. button, for example. It's easy, man. Yeah. It's all that one-stop shop stuff, man. And I love it. I, I you know, embrace oh, technology for that. The masks. So. We wore the masks at SEMA and they had the QR codes on them, right? Because we had yeah, to wear masks. Yeah, I had I a like, guy. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the guy when we were on the, on the uh, monorail? That morning, he's trying to scan it. Well, yeah. no, he. Well, he. Yeah, that. But he's like looking at it, going, you know, I hate to say this, but this just kind of gives me a feel of like a dystopian type society. Yeah. I'm like, I know, man, it's kind of weird, but we're looking to kind of advertise, and yeah. people keep asking us who we are, and you can just scan my cheek. Thank, thank you, you know? for your comments. Make sure you subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. But speaking <laughs> of Super Bowl commercials, ooh, I can't say that word. I don't know. Trasted. Yeah. Dad gummit. Okay, I slipped out. Sorry about that. Super Bowl. I mean, I mean, and if, I mean. Anyway, um, there was one commercial in particular that that caught my eye, not for what the commercial was about, but it was what it, the characters in it, and what it was bringing I know. back. Selma to me. Hayek still looks great, doesn't she? Oh my God, man! Oh wait, um, is that not? Ooh, this is just awkward. <laughs> Sorry, was that not what you were going to say? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, so, well, it, here, here you go. It involved two, two actors, um, Robert, uh, Robert uh, Iller and uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler, who is uh, A.J. Soprano and Meadow mm-hmm. Soprano from the hit series on HBO, The Sopranos. Now, that, and, she was the daughter, right, on the show? Yeah, she was Meadow, yeah, yeah the daughter, yeah. And, um, you know, what I thought was when, it, when, it, when the commercial started, you know, they automatically hit with the um, – with the uh, the theme song, you know, which I love, and that that notorious drive through Jersey, and um, the same drive that Tony took in his 
Um, I think it was a Tahoe that he drove, Chevy Tahoe, uh, through the series or in that particular intro. And so Meadow or Jamie Lynn uh, was driving the brand new Chevy Silverado EV, um, which was really cool. She pulls up, uh, parks, plugs it into a charging station and walks across the street and hugs her brother, uh, AJ or uh, Robert, uh, the actor. Um which is pretty cool. It kind of gave me hope that are we going to get another Soprano series, but I don't think that's going to happen. But I think it's well played by by Chevy uh, taking advantage of uh, some pop culture that was a big hit and was loved. I mean, it kind of pulled on my heart a little bit. I'm like, got a lump in my throat going, oh, I just want to see another episode, man. So I, I, I'm i I'm big on it. I, I, I think they hit it out of the park with that one myself. I felt, I felt like the... Uh... Austin Powers one was better. Yeah, that one was great, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, how about how about Rob Lowe doing in, like the best Robert? Um, what's his name? Guy that killed allegedly Natalie Wood. Uh, 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 Robert. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yes, I, that guy nailed yeah. him. Nailed. Yeah, oh him, yeah, he did. Right. Yeah. Yes, he he Rob did nail Lowe him. Playing a character, playing a character. Right, right. Gosh, what was that guy? I, you, 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 uh, you got me. Heart uh, to heart. Right. Yes, it is. Hold on, and uh, oh, cast magic, magic of of Google. Is that where you're going with this? Robert Wagner. Wagner. There you go. There Bob you Wagner go. threw his wife Bob, over the boat. I mean, well, maybe it was Christopher maybe. Walken. He was on the boat too. But uh, um, yeah. more cowbell. Um. Anyway, um. Did you ever hear the story, Dave Grohl telling the story about when they were on um, Saturday Night Live as the musical guest and Christopher Walken was the host? Did did, did you no. ever hear that Is story? This, like, can I find this on YouTube after I'm done watching you, our channel? You, you can, but it's hilarious. And by the way, got to give Dave Grohl props on this, man, because he, he does the best impression of Christopher Walken. But he... Um, he was telling the story how Christopher Walken came in and because he was going to introduce him for the show uh, that night, and um, Dave knew exactly what he was what he what he was going. He he's so so Chris Christopher Walken goes, okay. When I introduce you, I, I need to know is the emphasis on foo or fighters? And Dave knew exactly what what was going on, and he says uh, he says the emphasis on the foo. And so when he went to introduce him, he comes out and he goes, ladies and gentlemen, Fufitis. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But anyway, that's my best impression. But yeah. Dave does it way better. You can Google search that or go to YouTube and you can find that. Um, just just search Christopher Walken, Dave Grohl, uh, Jay Moore is another one. You, you've heard yeah. of Jay Moore. Oh, comedian. yeah. Heck yeah, Bob man. Sugar from Jerry Maguire. Great, great stuff, man. Great actor. His, his Christopher great Walken comedian. is... It's up there. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. Christopher Walken's great, man. I love him as an actor. Um, there was a movie that he was in, by the way, which was filmed in Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, yeah, it's on my um, it's on my uh, I gotta watch it list. Way back, way the back. Pen, way the Penn brothers, the yeah. Penn brothers were in it. They were yeah. the two sons of Christopher Walken. I guess he was some sort of like. Uh, he was in a, a a crime ring where they were stealing property and reselling it. And Rumor has it they used the old jail, uh, which they is did. still here, but it's being it's a restaurant right now. They yeah, it was and, actually functioning as a jail until mm-hmm. mm, ten, yeah. ten years ago, maybe. At close range, 
That's is the it. movie. Yes. That wow, Close Range is the movie. Jay. Yeah, and um, one of the most memorable scenes in that for me was the where they filmed a portion of it at the monument there, the monument circle there in. Sure. Um, yeah. 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 Right down. Yeah, right roundabout. The right square downtown. that's round. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which is anybody who is uh, don't don't go there. It's awful. It's terrible. Yes. You don't even want to move don't. there. Don't even tender the idea. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, but yeah. So I, you know, it's it's sad to say that I'm not really that impressed with the outcome of the game. I'm happy for uh, Matthew Stafford to finally uh, win a Super Bowl. I think that's a great consolation prize for anyone who was drafted by the Detroit Lions and stayed with them for as long as he did. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Burrow uh, did a great job with the Bengals. I thought for sure that that it was going to go into overtime, but um, it was finished off um, the way it was supposed to, and it was a really exciting game. Uh, I don't know, and yeah, um, okay. we'll we'll see what happens next year with the with 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 the Burrows and and, and the Bengals, and see if they can create that I, magic uh, again. I'm going to go ahead and. You know, far you got be that it for pen- me to hold back an opinion, but uh, uh, you got that penciled in for uh, for next year for, hate, for watching the hate, hate the Rams, hate their owner. Hate, yeah, hate I know that's a that's that a I know that's a um, kind of a touchy subject hate, for anybody who is from St. Louis or hate, just hate, state of Missouri. Or the state of period. Missouri, because that right. was you know state funding. And and yeah. you know, look, I was not not wasn't even a Rams fan. Like I moved no. I moved out of the – no, that's actually not true. The, the Rams had come to town before I left the state by a year or two. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they, I didn't root for them against the Titans when uh, Kurt Warner was quarterback and they won. Oddly I, enough, oddly enough, 22 years to, to the day. That yeah. was the, the last just, time the Rams won a Super Bowl was against the sham. Titans. I, I really do, man. I just I'm I'm kind of on the I'm on this whole like the whole thing's fixed, and I just feel like like are you just, are you telling me that the that that the NFL is the new I, WWE? I mean, you move you move you build a new stadium, you win, and you know yeah. I mean it's just I I gotta I gotta get the name for you of this Netflix documentary where um, basically they go and chronicle uh, Ooh, college chronolo- chronological and professional. Order, huh? Well, they're fixing games. These guys are paid massive amounts of money, and they they go into it, and they're like, "Man, it didn't even like my own teammates couldn't tell, like right. I didn't even really have to like some of these guys. It's like they still led the game in points scored, like basketball, right? Right. But he's like, I just missed a couple passes, and it was enough hey. to change the outcome of the game. Hey, who is the baseball commissioner right now? Roger Goodell. No, oh, baseball. Sorry, baseball, uh, not football. Uh, you know. You got a last name? I got at all? Google. I got. I can got can Google. you Google that real quick and see who the current base? Which, by the way, speaking of baseball, are they going to get the the season off this year? You think who knows? with the strike going I, I'm, on? It's uh, I, Manfred. I'm okay. I'm I'm ashamed that I don't know that. But uh, yeah, in my last, defense, it's been uh, last name is Manfred. Oh no no no! Wait 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 wait! Sorry sorry. Uh, let's see. Current baseball. Yeah. Major League Baseball commissioner is yeah. drum roll please. It's Robert D. Manfred Jr. Robert D. Manfred Jr. He hey, Mr. Manfred. Preceded Bud Selig. Proceeded? Preceded. That's no, right. Proceeded. Wow. Proceeded. Proceeded Bud Selig. This completely right. came off the rails. So, so Mr. Manfred, <laughs> Mr. Major League Baseball Commissioner, sir, if you have any pull and could talk to the Baseball Hall of Fame people over there, in light of what we were just talking about, could you please give Pete some love? Oh, Pete Rose. Charlie yeah. Hustle, baby. 
Charlie Hustle deserves well, to be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. And with every year that passes, regardless of how you feel about this, um, I, you know, without opening a whole can of controversy, it becomes the stance that Major League Baseball took against him becomes less and less significant. Now, look, I'm not, I'm not defending his actions. I'm just saying no. that if we can watch. Um, you know Caesar's sports betting commercials now in the middle of these games. I just right. I I don't think it's uh, I just I, yeah. I, I think the punishment deserves some suspension, mm-hmm. but not an asterisk or anything like that on him. I think he deserves the opportunity to get voted into the Hall of Fame, and I think that he would unanimous unanimously get in. And I, I just believe that by his peers and in, in oh he's in he, just by stats league, alone yeah there's no question he's, he yeah he's never done anything criminal outside of what they claim he's done here which is not even criminal it's basically just a violation of major league baseball policies well what happens um, Jay if it ever comes to light that some of these players who are in the Hall of Fame in either baseball mm-hmm. or football or any other sport are later outed mm-hmm. that they were fixing games or that they threw games does that then mean that they get their membership in that hall of fame revoked i hope not especially in the mlb because of their stance with pete rose right charlie hustle just needs to be in there that's he does i got an autograph pete rose i'm looking at him right now man my cousin gave it to me you know it's the it's the famous where he hit the the five i think the 500th or whatever yeah you know where he's got the finger up and um yeah it was against uh San last, Diego, last guy to rock that chili bowl haircut too i think right? <laughs> yeah man i think he's still well no he's bald now he shaves it now oh, he's doing he? yeah he's doing commentary you know like he, yeah he, he yeah he he does some uh, charlie hustle man yeah god i love the guy okay so let's let's move on and get our let's you know what we in the intro we told you what we we're going to be talking about and here we go okay and i'm going to go ahead and lead off with this this first story um we're going to get into some toyota news for you guys um and this is something that keith and i just talked about it was our last podcast and i said on that podcast yes and i swear the crystal ball moments just keep coming man so toyota has uh, apparently um filed for what they they call um, an electric an all electric vehicle manual type transmission. Okay, now why this is why this particular story is significant to what we already talked about because manual transmissions have been kind of dropping slowly. People have kind of gotten out of them. Keith and I think it's foolish for them to do that. It should be an option on just about everything sports oriented. You know, like a muscle car, like a Mustang, you got to have a, a, a manual transmission opportunity. An off-roader, you got to have a manual transmission if you're if you're climbing rocks and going, you know, going overland. But this, this is what I said in that last podcast. I said, wouldn't it be cool if they had a manual transmission? For all electric vehicles, could they do that? Because they're electric motors. As you put these things into drive, all the torque just immediately goes. There is no shifting of gears. Mm -hmm. It's just immediate torque. Well, apparently, Toyota heard me. How they did that, I have no idea. Maybe they're listening to the podcast. But manual transmissions 
are obviously coming to the Toyota lineup, and they're going to feature that ability to be able to shift between said gears with an all-electric vehicle. What do you think about that, Keith? Uh, my first thought is I wonder if they're going to put it on... Um, Their performance cars, like, uh, where is this intended to be used? Is it intended to be used right. in their off-road vehicles, like that? Because I don't, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably make some people angry here, but I don't care about that in a in a performance car. I feel like just let the the manual is so good on the EV side right now. I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. the automatic controls are so good on the EV side right now. Leave yeah, them with alone. the with the paddles and all that sort well, of. With the electric well, not paddles, stuff, but the electric just, stuff, there is nothing. Yeah. Yes, so well, just let um, it do its thing. It's great. Actually, right? in 2017, the uh, GRHV concept, um, it's basically an electrified target top GT86. Um, the HV allowed the driver to unlock a conventional H pattern gate by pressing a button hidden under the gear knobs cover. Um, that was just a show car, they say, but it's clear now that Toyota was giving us a hint. Um, that it was genuinely serious about saving the manual transmissions. So how this thing, this is interesting. Um, what they say, and this is a patent they said that was first seen on the BZ forums, but they filed for the patents uh, in the summer of last year, 2021. So that's a Subaru. Um, well, that's Subaru for Okay. Yeah, which well, is the BRZ. BZ Oh, the no, no, B no, Beyond Zero. BZ, sorry, sorry, sorry. Beyond sorry. Zero, BZ4X, gotcha. yes. Um, so the, the patents cover several technologies, including a simulated clutch pedal, simulated gear shift, and a method of interrupting torque flow to mimic the experience of driving a traditional manual-equipped combustion engine car. Remember what I said in the last podcast? I said, wouldn't it be cool to be able to kind of like make you feel, you, you, you know, you can already pipe in sounds mm -hmm. that sounds like, you know, you, you've got that nice tone coming out of the rear end through the exhaust pipes. Um, they pipe that in through electronic sound uh, in the cabin of the vehicle. Um to make you feel like you're driving an actual uh, uh, ICE uh, vehicle. Um, they go on to say, here's an extract from the patents, by the way. The electrical vehicle includes a shift lever, a clutch pedal, for pseudo-realizing pseudo the manual gear change of the manual tr transmission vehicle. Uh, the shift lever is operated by the driver to select an arbitrary virtual gear stage mode from among plurality of virtual gear stage modes. The controller calculates the virtual engine speed of the virtual engine and displays the virtual engine speed on the display. So it's like a game. Right. That's what I was. Yeah. It's like here we are in Forza. Right. Yeah. Uh, I need to see it. I need to see proof of concept. I, yeah. You know, well, they're again, they're, I, right. I really hope this is more. Intended I mean, they're showing um, they're, like they're actually. Overland. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're showing actual. Um, graphs of a six-speed manual transmission and how they can make it work um and we'll we'll, we'll plug this article in there um uh, but the to but but the bottom line is the patent suggests that toyota fitted uh with this system will offer three different modes uh one requires the driver to use both the clutch and the gear shift while the second removes the need to use the clutch uh, which Toyota has suggested it might be useful when parking, reversing, or when you're stuck in traffic. And the third mode is neither the clutch or shifter are used by the driver. In other words, it'll just be that automatic, automatic yeah. EV, which right. I think that's like the best of both worlds. Now, going back to what we said 
about your reason for leaving the Bronco reservation on the table, which you could not get um, a manual transmission in that 2.7 liter V6. Would it be a bigger seller for you? Let's say Ford says, That's my dog, we're gonna, by the way. Yeah, uh, feel lucky. Um, yeah. if it, if what if Ford brought an automatic transmission with that manual mode in it? Now, does does the Ford 2.7 liter in that Bronco currently have such a feature, or is it just straight up park, drive, reverse, neutral? I mean, what? Um, good question, yeah. <laughs> I mm, 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 mm. I look I I think the the, the bigger picture the, the more import, important part of your man I can't talk today wow the more important part of your question Jay is I really feel like whatever's going on right now in that Bronco doesn't matter because I really feel like there are going to be significant changes in a couple years mm-hmm um, you know, after the shortage is clear, after they've had time to kind of move forward, fix some of the things that didn't go great the first pass. Sure. Uh, put, you know, manual transmissions uh, alongside larger uh, internal combustion engines, give you that option. I, I think that they were trying to just basically get this thing to market. It, it's a right. solid product for what it is. But then you then you start looking at kind of where you were going with this, which is, well, Jeep's already got their four by E. Is Ford going to offer an electrification option, maybe borrow something they're doing in the F-150 Lightning? I don't know. Um, all, like, all I care about, me personally, now, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how many people buy cars the way I buy cars, but all I care about in, in terms of an electric vehicle and a manual transmission is the ability to control that transfer power when I'm overlanding. Right. I, 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 me personally, I feel like from a performance perspective, and I've owned plenty of them, and there's a lot of language in what Toyota's talking about here that kind of goes towards pavement driving. Sure. I care a lot less about a manual transmission. I don't get me wrong. Like you said last time, like it's, it's fun. I love the feel. You know, Nissan talked, uh, extensively about the dance partner relationship and the new Proto Z and the feel of that. Right. It's just not if you're a true performance enthusiast, it is not mm-hmm. going to be as quick. Right. As today's right. modern automatics. True. I get that and no doubt about it and um Did uh, that not answer your question well no, enough? No 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 that that answered the question. <laughs> um and you know, we've been steadily losing manual transmission over the last several years. I mean, I think about maybe 15% of the vehicles last year uh, were were manual transmission and yeah. then it's dropping off. It's I mean, every it's year, not, it's fewer and fewer. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's yeah. But I, I still think for that that muscle car enthusiast, that one, I think that the I think they're doing the right thing by at least investigating in, in into this area and looking into it to see if there's a viable option for those because they got their work cut out for them for people who are not on board with electric vehicles right well, now. They're, they're they're so much fun to drive. They are yeah. there is nothing more fun to drive. Like they are the I'm gonna I'm gonna use all the uh my, my grammar teacher would be 
<laughs> I think she's still alive. It's the funnest fun you can have, man. They're so fun to drive, right? <laughs> but, right. Like, right. but if I, whatever it is, whether it's a C8 Corvette or the new Z or, you know, the Jack, like go look at the Jaguar F type specs, like on the car that we rented and reviewed. The automatic zero to 60 time is significantly better than their yeah. manual trans. And that's their professional drivers doing their best to have that car ready. They want to show you the best number possible. Mm-hmm. Every one of those, like if I'm in a new C8, if I'm in anything, if I'm in the new Z, uh, sorry, the, are they, is it still, it's not called Proto Z anymore. It's just the new Z, right? Just Z. Yeah. New Z. Yeah. And, and I'm in a manual and the guy next to me has the same car, but in an automatic and we're racing off the line. I've, I've, he's going to beat me unless he's just a complete bonehead. Right. If he's got the automatic. He's going to win. Yeah. I mean, especially if it's an EV. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Then, then that's a whole other. I mean, yeah. that's a whole other thing. I mean, the, you got EVs out there getting, you know, zero to sixty in in under two seconds. Well, yeah. You know, most of them under three. It's sick, sick. So anyway, way to go, Toyota. Keep the keep the fire alive. Keep people interested, and in, and hopefully we'll see some sort of form of this um, in the U.S. at some time in some shape or form or more information we'll keep you posted make sure you subscribe to uh our, our podcast um go over to uh, parsecountyguru.com uh forward slash podcast and you'll see the podcast links there and you can choose whatever apple spotify google TuneIn, stitcher we're on all those platforms uh for video segments of this podcast make sure that you go over to youtube.com forward slash parsecountygurus make sure you hit the subscribe button uh, turn it from red to gray. Hit the notify bell. That that bell will um, notify you whenever any new segment, video segment, or video comes out, period. Please subscribe. Thank you if you are subscribed, and thank you for listening today. So we're going to move on. Now, you, um, you have these. Um, you've done this in the past where you've come up with names of previous modeled automobiles and you're like oh this would be great if they you know basically rekindled that that mm-hmm. name brought it back under like an ev banner right right what was and the you kind of you were always you remember you, you've had a couple of them you're like this one would be like perfect for them to bring back and you know be, uh, yeah my my we, we we're gonna have to go deep into the archives on that I mean, one it was man but either this, a pontiac or an oldsmobile or a mercury was it, it was a mercury wasn't it ah uh, yes it was me saying the um uh the grand mark e there you go yeah yeah for yeah. for lincoln um or um the lincoln mark e yeah. Because they have the Mark Sixes, the Mark Fives, the Mark Remember? Right. The Mark yeah. series. But the Marquee is obviously it's spelled yeah. like, like a marquee, like a sign. So so you play on words. But yes, I, I I thought and then of course Ford comes out with the the, the lightning, which was a previous well, model. Yeah, was a, they had yeah, a which have had several decades of F one fifty lightnings. It meant right. something different. In previous which completely yeah. makes makes sense right. if you're going to go in the EV direction to use that name. I get it. Um, but, but, yeah, I'm glad you bring this up. But now we have GM kind of playing the uh, the, the old name nameplate um, uh, trick again. And with this, it's, um, it's, a, it's an old favorite. It's not your grandpa's Buick anymore. You say Oldsmobile, but it's not your grandpa's Buick I, anymore, I man. I kind of wish they would have ditched buick and kept oldsmobile but that's just me yeah yeah there's a lot of things you could do with olds man no doubt mm-hmm. about it but apparently 
apparently. Uh, GM has, uh, they filed for a patent, um, or the trademark, I should say, um, for the Buick Electra, which com- makes complete sense if you're moving forward as an all-electric vehicle manufacturer. Uh, it's a great name to pull from. It's another badge for GM. Uh, they had filed for this thing in Canada, um, which... When they did that, there was speculation, would this be something that would be coming to the U.S.? Well, what we have found out is that the um, that GM has now also filed for uh, that trademark name of Buick Electra into the U.S. as well. And to us, that's that's a that's a pretty good sign that that they're going to go forward with that concept. Um, they they had uh, uh, they previously unveiled a battery uh, EV concept called the Buick Electric at the 2020 Beijing Motor Show. I think it was like last September or September before. twenty, Yeah, 2020, September 2020. And this story, by the way, is late uh, last year at when it broke, but we were trying to confirm our information, and it is true. It did happen. Um, but it's going to be classified as a midsize crossover um, the uh, electric will ride on the uh, BEV3 dedicated electric vehicle platform and utilizes the uh, Ultium modular battery design and the Ultium drive electric motors. Um, has an estimated driving range of about 412 miles, and it is an all-wheel drive dual motor setup. Um, it, 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 the powertrain has a combined output of 583 horsepower. So there you go. It's another crossover i'm seeing more and more of that where what was a sedan as we know the sedans have been going out of circulation for a long time um there's hardly any of them out there anymore here's another fine example of Mm -hmm. what was a sedan a large sedan uh is now going to be a uh, all-electric crossover vehicle much like the mustang maquis yeah i mean if we've learned anything it's the you know crossovers are are of today are the gunboats of yesterday right <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean much. that's kind of the trend right like back then it was it these big yeah um so i mean i i get tired uh, I, that's not the right word i i i'm concerned that people will get tired of hearing me repeating myself our listeners <laughs> our fans but i but i feel like it's it's not without, you know, valid reason here. You know, we, we are not an EV channel. We are not an EV show, although Jay and I have toyed around with the idea of doing one because there's yeah, just so much kind of content an offshoot. out there. Yeah. Um, but we've also said many times, like, this isn't going away, and if you want it to go away, you're not going to be able to will it away. Mm-hmm. And I don't really have a dog in this hunt. I mean, I'm not, like, I'm, yeah. I'm sort of like, one of those sportscasters that doesn't have a favorite team, but I like watching the game, right? And so here we have another uh, sort of the federal government upping the ante while you're talking about, you know, elect- like GM committing to going all in on mm-hmm. battery electric vehicles. Right. And then last week or the week before, we talked about BMW saying, and eh, we're 
not so fast. Like we're not going all in. And this is from a company that was one of the first right. to really put electric vehicles in the, on the road in consumer hands. And they just are saying, yeah, we just don't think it's 100% is the right call. But here we have the United States government getting involved in charging stations. And I think you and I were talking about this. We were talking about the same story, but we were talking about different angles on it. Yeah. Where yeah. we're now looking at the government having, like, what is it, like a five-year plan where they're going to mm-hmm. basically offer each state some level of funding to install charging stations. And yeah. It's, what every fifty miles or every but fifty miles four on four, what though major interstates inter, just major right? interstates that's what they want to focus on first as far as the infrastructure part of the infrastructure bill uh, Pete Buttigieg uh, who is our current transportation secretary has been really beating the pavement um, trying to get the get it across that you know this is going to be part of the infrastructure bill building it's their building back better America thing right. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, look, we're not a political station either. I'm not, I'm not going there with any of that. But what I do see is a lot of potential for um, economic growth uh, with this. Well, how many um, times have we said, Jay, like when the Rust Belt announced they were doing it, uh, that if they didn't, it was money left on the table? Like, absolutely. Putting these charging stations in place they're going to make money off of them it's not absolutely a free service at least not that we know so it's not like it's not like it's it's wasted money from the perspective like like building a bridge for example okay mm-hmm. or building an interstate or a new road like that's just mm-hmm. money that the transportation department spends that they don't ever get a return on people just use it and then they have to go back and patch potholes this is the sort of thing, while there is maintenance, there's also a re- recurring revenue from these charging stations that goes somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. And if they don't do it, companies like Shell will, which we talked mm-hmm. about last week, right? Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, that that when I saw that, I, I had, speaking of, we had a comment on our, on our YouTube channel on that particular video um, uh, from that podcast, which is Shell investing into converting... Um, their old gas stations, some of their gas stations into charging stations. And we wanted you guys to drop us some, you know, comments. And there was one guy going, well, duh, they don't have their head in the sand. That's why they're doing it. And that's right. Yeah. Because they, right. Didn't he say like, because they don't want to be out of business in 10 years? I mean, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a no brainer. I mean, look, Keith and I have been saying this. We're not telling you that you have to like it. We're telling you that it's here. It's happening and it's not going away. And this is probably the finest example of the commitment that um, we're not the only uh, country in the world doing this. There are countries that are 10 years ahead of us uh, in this sector. Um, and we're kind of following the leader at this point. Um, the bigger thing, in my opinion, is why are we not being followed? We should be the leader uh, on a number of levels. And yeah. here we are following. So, But I like the idea of the the biggest problem that people have about electric vehicle it's you hear it all the time ain't got enough range you're going to run out of battery you're going to do this this yada yada well there's no excuse at this point if this happens range anxiety is the biggest problem i think that we have right now most homes of people that have an electric vehicle already have a charging um, station at home um and the rural areas are what's going to come come behind the major interstates, which makes sense to me. But then you've got your KOA campgrounds that says that they're going to turn their campgrounds 
into charging stations, not not turn them into it, but add that feature right. for for people. So somewhere within your world, you're going to find a charging station somewhere, whether it's your house or the local post office. Everybody has a post office in town, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the government goes to the U.S. Postal Service and says, hey, we want to help you reach more people. Let's put some charging stations right. at the post office. There's a post office in every town. So since you brought that up, hmm. and you know we just talked about the new Grumman, or I'm sorry, the new uh, mail jeeps, trucks, whatever you want right, to call them. Right, right. It was the uh, Oshkosh defense. Yeah. And yeah. That they're, yeah, looking to replace the old fleet, um, right. which is the LR, LRV. LL, LLV. LLV. Yeah, long, yeah. long yeah. life. Yeah. There you go. Long life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, it truly is a long life vehicle. It's oh, been yeah. around like, but for it's, a long time. I mean, I mean, I yeah. think it might. they might be older than my children. I, I don't know. but um, I mean, there isn't anything original in those engines at this point. But okay, yeah, no. I digress. No. So, you know, now you have that same government entity pushing for charging stations and again it's kind of like you're talking out of both sides of your mouth here if you go back and you put in you know mail trucks that are getting eight and a half miles to the gallon right and you know because that's gonna like whatever whatever they spend what however many billions of dollars they're gonna spend on this mail fleet to to revamp Mm -hmm. it right that's a multi-decades plan Absolutely. This is not an overnight situation. So, I mean, doesn't make sense to me that you're going in literally opposite directions. You're going back to the old technology as far as the postal system goes, and then you're going forward, you're pushing forward with the transportation. So, I, I don't know, man. It's just a mess. Let me ask you a question. In your downtown area, yeah. do you see any public charging stations oh, along the street? They're streetscapes? everywhere. They're Are everywhere. They? They're in parking garages. In my little yeah. bitty hometown, they're at grocery yeah. stores. Yeah. I mean, so we, we, we have them here I, I've been all in over the, the middle place. of Wyoming, Montana. Uh, just you name like the most re- remote west, you know, d- like high plains. And and mm-hmm. it's like oh look at that there's charging stations like yeah. they're everywhere. Well, well, my wife and I took a trip across the, the the most northern pass of the Cascades here, which is on Highway 20, mm-hmm. and at the very top, um, at um, uh, I think it's Washington Pass, I think is the name of it, but um, the the welcoming center and the the restrooms and all that, a whole fleet of charging stations, right right in the middle of the mountains, man, in the middle of nowhere, it's there. Right off the highway, um, which is which is within either direction, fifty miles of a populated area that has more charging stations. So there you go. Right now you got I me mean, thinking. Now you got me thinking. Yeah. So they put it at the top of the pass, right, instead yeah. of the bottom. Well, don't these things have like recovery, like you you know coasting? It charges back up. Yeah. Well, but, it can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. Why wouldn't you put it at the bottom then? I don't know. Now, That's just here, where they put I want to know somebody. What if you take, lose power coming up? You take know, your you Tesla go. up to the top of Pikes Peak and because mm-hmm. they have uh, infrared thermometers, like you have to stop at the ranger stations and they, they do a temperature test on your brakes. Right. Because there's signs everywhere that say use low gear and people don't. They just think their Ford Taurus is like invisible. They're smoking the pads, yeah. man. Yeah, the rotors are glowing <laughs> yeah, they're red. They're boiling yeah. the, uh, the brake fluid. Right. And, and, um, you know, I can't tell you the number of times I'm watching my mirror worrying about have to stop for the me and the guy behind me. Like I'm gonna have to Crazy. stop him too, right? And 
So here's my question is how do those how do those in the most extreme recovery setting, which like actually breaks for you, how do those things do going down a steep incline? Interesting. Like do you have yeah. to ever touch your brakes? Right. Interesting. I don't know. Sorry. Well I well I tell you what, I bet they do well. Remember when we drove the Mach E, we test drove yeah. that. Yeah. Um our guy Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. He um he told me to just completely take my foot off yeah. the brake. And it was like amazing yeah. how much you know, back torque that I was getting yeah. off of that, you know, just mm, like stopping you. So I would say it probably would do very well in that regard if you had it in a, in a low mode. Um, I think it would do fine. It's just out of just by default, it's got that regenerative braking going on. And it's that's just part of the nature of a motor. You do know, we need to go rent a Tesla and shoot a video. I think coasting, we should coasting down let's, Pikes Peak and see what happens. Let's do it. Let's, can we get some helicopters and drones into? And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. Call up, call up the Hoonigan guys. Yeah, right. See, yeah, <laughs> see, see if they'll, see if they'll, uh, you know, trick one out for us and come drive it for us, man. Man, so. I have done that pass. I've done that drive. Mm-hmm. Um, it scared me, and I was trying to stay on the road. Okay, yeah. those guys that are rubbing a wheel off the edge. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> that's insane. That's insane. Now, here's my question: When you're up in those mountains in Colorado, there, yeah. Um, you ever see any mountain goats? Um, yes, not not on Pikes Peak, but yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever seen any marmots? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you have to be at a certain elevation to get to the marmots, and and yeah. and the um, yeah. I I bring that up because I had never seen a marmot like with my own eyes, other than on TV or something. But in you know in the flesh, yeah. I saw one. We went to um, um. It's outside of um, where where Red Rocks is, uh, Mount Evans or something like that. It's yeah, a huge, right. yeah. It's over in that yeah. area, but it's really cool, really nice. And there's a, a like uh, yeah, Peak Lake or whatever that's up there. We were somewhere around the neighborhood of ten thousand, eleven thousand feet. Once I got above ten thousand feet, man, I got starting to get a little tired and dizzy. The altitude was was getting to me a little bit. Yeah, I don't know that I could have gone up another thousand Oxygen or two thousand feet. Is fun, Jay. Yeah, I guess, man. Um, I, I, it, I guess, I was definitely deprived. So, there you go. Uh, I got pretty tired pretty quickly, actually. But I was okay once I started coming down. No ear popping, none of that crap. But, but yeah. So I saw marmots and and mountain goats, which was pretty cool. I'd never seen them like in, you know, in the wild. And I, I like I watching the people that now you you would not do this. You know better, but um, you know these things have like horns. Like oh, dude, rams, right? Yeah, like, yeah. They and they'll kill get out. You. And they think it's a freaking petting zoo, and they're like trying oh. to like throw food to them. And you know. oh, then, then they're walking off, and next thing you know, they get rammed in the back like, end. That and thing will yes, it, it can, will. Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen bloopers on YouTube um, and Facebook. So thank you guys for sharing those reels. I, mean, I get I laugh every time I see it. So watching a ram get somebody in the ass that's pretty funny. Um, so yeah, so there you go. Uh, states, uh, they've got to go ahead to, uh, put the, uh, four fast chargers every 50 miles guys. Um, we think that that is a step, a huge step in the direction of taking away that range anxiety. Um, that is going to appeal to more people. It's, it's, it's going, it's going to open the door for more, uh, EV sales to happen. And, um, it, the wave will be coming. You just wait and see. Mark our words. We'll get back to our crystal ball segments and 
You heard it here first. Um, I think that that GM is going to successfully meet their goal of uh, 2025 uh, to be having that many. Ve- I think it's like 30 or whatever yeah. uh, all electric vehicles out there. So uh, we shall see. And I think Buick has committed to two or three by 2025. So there's there's two two or three of the uh, the GM branded um, uh, vehicles. So there you go. Okay. Um, Wow, man, we just have so much that we can talk about. Um, well, how, how about? about yeah. yeah, you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, this is uh, this has been going on pretty much most of my adult driving life. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I think the first time it happened, it was like, whoa, because because Ford had been the number one in terms of brand loyalty and and Mm -hmm. volume of sales they for a very long time like again my adult life it was ford ford was the biggest seller of automobiles in the united states right well and specifically that nobody can seem to knock them off the ledge Mm -hmm. is is the ford the the f-series pickup trucks their trucks are been, By far. Yeah, and I've owned many, and some of them were good. Good luck trying well, to knock them yeah. off that mountain. Yeah, but uh, I do love this. I love competition. I think it's healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of it. I think it pushes you to be your best. Um, and I loved it when you know Toyota came in in the '90s, and F- Ford kind of did it to themselves. They started having quality issues with the Taurus. Uh, you know that, that those transmissions transmission were, thing. Yeah. Oh God. And you they know. Had, and the three point eight liter had terrible uh, cylinder head uh, leakage problems. Head my gasket just blowing. Kept buying them, and I just went, yeah. you guys, you got. They're using cheap parts. They're doing, and so here comes Toyota, and I remember to this day, it's still my dad's not around, but the car is. Mm-hmm. Picked out a Toyota Camry for my dad. He bought it new. Right. Uh, my sister drives it. It's like it runs. It's you know got a couple hundred thousand miles on it, and it's you know but. My point is, Toyota went, oh, yeah, quality matters, and we're going to sell yeah. on quality. And I think Ford learned from that, mm-hmm. and they said, oh, yeah, okay, we get it now. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll stop. We'll knock off the, uh, you know, cheap parts that we've been putting in some of these things, uh, you know, in, to save weight or money or whatever. So here sure. we have Ford back on top. Yeah. Knocked Toyota out of the number one spot. Which is crazy, considering that, that some of the – challenges that, that that any automaker has has had over the last two years right and the fact that ford has has committed to the ev world long before toyota did mm-hmm. in, in in actually putting production you think that's helping you know, them do you think that is enough that it has made the difference i think the difference is is that ford has such a wide diverse type of application offering so what you're saying is that Toyota killed off their premier overlanding vehicle. Absolutely, they did. And Ford brought one out. Yeah. And that's... Yeah. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Do I sound bitter, Jay? Yeah, and you think about it. How appealing is the, um, you know, the Toyota Tundra full-size pickup truck to anybody? They they hadn't they hadn't re, you know, redesigned the thing until this year. They, they, they kind of gave it a facelift, but it's really not... It's 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 look that Toyota Tundra will never be what a Ford F two fifty or F three fifty is. Well, it's it'll a never ton. be that. I mean, it's a half ton pickup. Right. Sorry. It won't even be what an F one fifty is. 
It won't. Yeah, I, it just I've won't. looked at them. They're great trucks. They're expensive They're compared to other half tons. Yeah. Um, and see, I think that's the issue. If you are truly buying it for towing mm-hmm. or hauling capacity, right? Um, you know, and you do have to factor in like not everybody tows, but if you're using it to haul like a lot of heavy materials, like mm-hmm. you, you'll bust, you, you, you know, you'll bust axles and stuff on a half ton if you have it overloaded. I mean, you, you, that factors in, and you know, all these people buying RVs. Yes, RVs are getting lighter. Yes, you know, they're more capable to be towed with half tons, but. Man, people want big RVs. They want big fifth wheels. You're not going to do that in a half ton. And Toyota's just said, we're not going into that market. That's right. So there you go. There, there Ford's the king, That's right? That's, yeah, Ford's the king. And then not only that, though, you, you we, we've watched Toyota, instead of innovating, they have been basically relying on other manufacturers to help them through this. You know, fine example with the, the uh, what is it, the B, BRZ, mm-hmm. which is basically a Subaru. Right. Um, and then the Supra, which is basically a BMW. Um, there's no ground-breaking innovation on Toyota's behalf, and I think it turned off a lot of their loyal fans I mean, in that regard. You it know? seems to me, as an outside observer, could be wrong. Welcome your comments over comments, YouTube. <laughs> uh, and this is not uncommon for Asian companies. When there's economic turmoil, they tighten the belt, mm-hmm. they stop R&D, or they pull way back. Right. And maybe not a bad thing, you know. I mean, the big three, Ford is the only one that didn't take bailout money back in 2008. Right. But, um, you know, Ford kind of pressed forward with their plans and, and their electrification plans and their Bronco plans and all that. And, you know pandemic era and all that Toyota kind of set back and sat on their mountain of spare parts and their parts surplus. I, you know, I don't know who's right in this. I just, I'm looking at the outcomes going, well, right now Ford's in the lead. How, well, yeah. And I mean, you think about it, how, how, how attractive is a Toyota Camry to anybody these days? I mean, think about it. They're not, I mean, I, I wouldn't go out and buy a four door. I mean, if Camry. I wanted, if, if the requirement was, it had to be a car, not a crossover, right? Mm-hmm. A sedan. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in Europe, a saloon car, yeah. right? If that was the requirement, you know, for whatever reason, you know, mm-hmm. you need a car and it needs to be kind of a dependable car. And I'm not going like luxury, like BMW, because you, mm-hmm. you get a fair amount of luxury in some of these, you know, Toyotas. Then, yes, yeah, sure I would do. look at that car, but that is. That is so small, specific. Yeah. I just don't think people care. It like what, if you're a realtor, you can use a crossover. If you're. Sure. If you're a salesperson that has to transport customers around, you can use a crossover. If you're driving for Uber, you can use a crossover or Lyft or whatever, right? I mean, I just don't. Yeah. And you can easily let seats down and haul some cargo in there. Well, that's really you it. Know? Like, it really comes you know? down to versatility. I, I need a trunk. Yeah. Ver- practicality just, these yeah. days. I mean, people are more and more. And then, you know, I, I tell you too, though, if you think about it, I wonder how much the Uber and the Lyft, um, uh, inventory, you know, the, the demand for those types of vehicles to, mm-hmm. to, to ferry people around. wonder how much of that has had an impact on some of what, you know, say Ford or GM or, or, or Stellantis is doing over what Toyota is doing. I mean, but I, I will say this, that we were picked up in several locations by a lot of Toyotas and Hondas. 
I think, in, in Vegas when we were in Vegas. You yeah. remember that? I mean, it yeah. seemed like RAV4. I think we rode the Camry. I think so, and I think a RAV4 was yeah. was like like one of them or something. But anyway, it's um, it to me it 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 does not surprise me that Ford knocked them off the top because you look at what Toyota is offering and what what who are they? I think they're still trying to figure out who they're appealing to right now. They've got a long way to go and a lot of ground to cover uh, in that in that sector of uh, SUVs uh, mm-hmm. crossovers. Right, um, and then obviously they only offer the two flavors of pickup trucks, and that's the, the uh, Tacoma and the Tundra. And the Tacoma obviously is, in my opinion, one of the best oh, pickup uh, trucks out there. No question. Bar none. Look, guys, before we start getting the hate mail, like I'm Toyota fan number one. Like I own oh. one. We actually technically own two, if you want to count Lexus. I love like, Toyota. I'm not. I'm hmm. just. I'm again just a neutral observer here. I, I I love my Toyota. I just yeah. It's that tough love. I want to see them make smart decisions here. Yeah. Uh, you know what, Jay? I just want cool stuff. I do too. That, that's I'm what with it you, comes man. down to. I, you yeah. know, I want I want a I want an overlanding vehicle that'll compete with Jeep and Bronco. I want uh, a performance car that'll compete with the Z car and the Corvette. I want, you know, I I want a I want a Tundra that can tow that's in a that's in a three quarter ton or a one ton class, you know? Right. Or well, right. don't call it a tundra, call it a, you know, super sequoia or whatever. Whatever. Right. I just want I want cool stuff. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm with you on Stop that. Stop playing it safe, you guys. Yeah. Okay. And be related to this story, um it was an unusual year. It really was. And and I you kind of wonder how how much that has skewed the numbers, the figures that we have here, you know, with shortages and, Mm -hmm. you know, just those sorts of things. So how long will this last? We'll revisit this next year at this same time. And let's see where Ford is at this time next year in 2023. So hit the subscribe button, make sure you're, you know. Absolutely. And what I'd also like to add to that before we get out of this one, um, just so everybody knows the average new car, uh, in the month of December 2021, sold for around $48,000. Um, that drove up, too, by the way, just because of demand. Used car prices, uh, they went to a, um, a high of uh, more than 28000 mm-hmm. That's Not surprised. insane. Yeah. yeah. So uh, right now, is a, if you're buying a vehicle, uh, you might – might take a look at the landscape and you know and look at some of the predictions for later in the year uh maybe now is not the best time for you unless you absolutely need one maybe you wait for some of these new model quirks to wear out and 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 um there's a guy in my neighborhood he's got a four-door bronco with a hard Mm -hmm. top speaking of quirks to wear out yeah well good luck with that at least it's not sitting on ice mountain talk to him exactly Awesome. Yeah. So, so hey, um, we got a little bit of a recall um, to tell you about. Uh, I pulled it up too. There is, yeah, there is a there is a recall notification out there from your dealership. Uh, it's recall two eighteen attachment A, um, and it's concerning. Um, about 500,000 Kias and Hyundais. Um, apparently, uh, it's in this. It, let me give you the list of those vehicles that are affected. 
the uh, the issued recalls were for 2016 to 2018 model year Santa Fe's, which is the the large uh, the midsize SUV for Hyundai. Uh, the 2017-2018 Santa Fe Sport, the 2019 Santa Fe XL, and the 2014-2015 Tucson SUVs. Kia is recalling the 2016-18 to K900. That's a sedan. Um, 2014-2016 Sportage SUV, which is basically the Tucson, but it's got the Kia badge. Uh, Hyundai is recalling, they say, uh, 357,830 vehicles while Kia is recalling 126,747. And this involves an anti-lock brake module um, that they have determined that some of the contaminants in there are um, helping the process of the degradation of the electronics within this module, and they are causing fires. This so, is the best part. Now... For the, for you guys that are not fans of EVs or BEVs, battery <laughs> electric vehicles, this is your segment right here. This is an nice idea show for you guys. Um, it is. And it's not like GM was the Chevy Bolt where they were saying, you know, park them outside and don't charge them because it's the charging and the battery platform that we're, we can't figure out the problem. This is completely unrelated. Braking system. Right. And that sucker will catch your car on fire. Look, we have said many times, I'm going to say it one more time. I probably won't be the last time. We don't think we're there yet. This is a generation. This is a first gen EV thing. You know, we have a long way to go in battery technology. We have a lot to learn. The, you know, the volatility, volatility of these batteries is a factor. We're not, you know, this is. Um, Basically, you guys that are buying these first generations, your beta testing. We're out of beta, but you know it's right. Your first gen, you know it's it's not going to be perfect. Case in point, right? Absolutely, man. Nothing's perfect, and you know these are. You know, you have to keep in mind, guys. The more and more electronics that go on these vehicles, the more types of these instances you're going to run into with the potential for types of fires it's not necessarily always related to yeah a battery electric vehicle in this example this is not even a, an ev it's it's a gasoline engine that has an abs module on it that can can degrade to a point to where it it overheats and catches the 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 mm-hmm. uh, the brake fluid on fire it well, sparks a fire you and, know and you know I guess uh, the people that are on the ice side that always point to the EV people and their their fire issues, you know, remember that in the first and second generation, honestly, up until like the 70s and and Mm -hmm. even into the 80s, internal combustion engines, if you were in fender benders, could light up on you. you Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. the four, the Pinto at a you know turn signal oh. sparked at just the right time, and it would you know, and then or they got any, smart about their fuel pumps and the emergency cutoff switches and all that. Also, right? fuel injection eliminated some of that 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 mechanical aspect of 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 the the fuel uh, yes. systems management on there. Carburetors were notorious for. You know, when you had lines that weren't steel, or even if they were steel, yeah. it might leak onto an exhaust manifold and catch one. I've 
I've I've seen it, it happen, it man. It can happen you know? in it's it's a controlled explosion, right? It's that's, a that's exactly right. Right. So yeah. give me that list of cars again. I thought there was an EV on that list. Is there not? There's no EVs um, on that list. No, I didn't see any EVs. Let me run that through you again. It's uh, it seems to be the uh, the Tucson's, the K900. Uh, this is the Kia. It's the K900. Uh, the Sportages, uh, where Hyundai is recalling the Santa Fe's and the Tucson's. That's it. Yep, it's an uh, anti-lock brake computer control module can short circuit and possibly start a fire in the engine compartment. Um, which, by the way, uh, dealers will inspect the vehicles, um, anti-lock braking control module uh, and um, anti-lock braking system, and they may replace it with a new one. The campaign on this thing, they just this is how fresh off the press this is. Um, they issued the actual recall. Um, January, February of 2022, this year, is where they're giving you the the go-ahead to go to your dealer or you'll start seeing letters. Um, But this started back, the first reported uh, one was in September of 2020, just to kind of give you an idea of the red tape that that a manufacturer has to go through. They do a lot of investigating because, let's face it, one instance doesn't mean you have an entire batch that's spoiled. Hyundai and Kia did the right things by documenting. They started growing the number of units that right. this were happening to. Raises a red flag. Boom, we got to do a recall, guys. And it was the right thing to do. Have not heard of anyone getting injured or any deaths involved of this. And this is smart. In, in the scheme of things, 500,000 vehicles is a low number of vehicles. Um, to bring back in and replace a module to be safe than the death of one single individual related to this. So way to go, Hyundai and Kia, for getting on this and and investigating it. And I saw uh, the entire paper trail of how it led to the recall on this thing, and and we can post it on mentioned on the podcast. Uh, So make sure you go over to youtube.com forward slash parse kind of gurus and on this podcast, mentioned on the podcast tab, uh, we'll have this uh, bulletin up there for you or this recall. Uh, so if you have any of those vehicles, make sure you you can, if you want to get ahead of the game, call your dealership and say, hey, I have a, a, a vehicle that may be affected on this recall. Uh, when when can I get in? They may tell you, hey, we don't have the schedules yet, um, but just get on your list. Make sure you stay on top of it because the last thing you want to do is park that, forget, park it inside, and the next thing you know, your torch in your house. So at least this is kind of a disclaimer for Hyundai to go, we told you so. Um, so here you go. If you park it inside after we've put this word out there, then you're probably pretty much liable for your own damages. Just say it. Good luck with that. It depends, man. If you don't like your neighbors, park it in front of their house, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, I would say that anything like this has to go through arbitration. And yeah. at the end of the day, um, Kia and Hyundai's attorneys, lawyers are going to, you know, uh, I've I've been through arbitration before with a, with a manufacturer, and it's not fun. Uh, they have deeper pockets than than most uh, citizens do, so just just realize that. So there you go. Oh boy, how do we want to uh, proceed? We've got uh, we've got the we've got one thing left, man, and I think that you ought to touch on this Tesla Tesla story, my friend. Um. Yeah, we'll do it. Can we do a bonus round too? And I'll be absolutely. We can be, do a bonus round. I'll be quick with uh, the bonus round here. Why? Well, yeah. Um, I honestly don't <laughs> know much about this boombox thing. Um, do you, do you? How much do you yeah. know about it? 
Well, because I um, haven't been I, talking to Sideshot this week, so I, I mean, not not right. on purpose. We've just been it's been a little busy here. We're getting ready to go to you know Disney. And right. All that. So yeah. so the, the the boombox feature is um, they call it boombox mode, and it was just released not long ago. Um, it enables users to broadcast sound outside the car through uh, built-in external speakers. Now this is okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, you so just, Tesla, right, yeah. Tesla, <laughs> Tesla says turn your car into a boombox and entertain a crowd through a media player when parked. Of course, okay, Jay. So, of course, this will only be used in the appropriate circumstances right. when everyone so, around you has has an interest in hearing what you want to play. Correct. Right. So exactly. So check God. this out. This is what's funny about this, and, and only you and I would would see the advantages of something like this because, okay, so you can either choose a sound from a drop down menu. Or mm-hmm. set up to five custom sounds that you'll have to upload through a USB or other external devices. How many people out there have already uploaded a fart sound or, or rickroll or or yeah. rickroll or splat? You know, yeah. or something like that. You know, when you when you run over a squirrel, splat or gotcha. You know, just something like that. You know, just goofy stuff like that. But the reason why they're being uh, recalled is because electric vehicles, because they have no no engines, not a whole lot of sound coming out, they have to have the the alert mm-hmm. on it for, for pedestrians. And the NTSB says, hey, this is loud enough to drown that out. Um, you can't do that. Um, so this has forced Tesla to um, push over-the-air software updates uh, to fix this problem. And I don't know all the details on, um, let's see, Uh, first of all, here's how easy it is to use. You tap on the application launcher icon um, at the bottom bar of your Tesla screen. After that, tap on the toy box option. Under the toy box folder, you'll see the option to activate boombox mode. Select the boombox option and pick the sound of your choice. who cannot use the boombox feature? Um, the boombox mode allows your electric car to produce a sound externally that requires an inbuilt or built in outer speaker. However, only the cars that Tesla produced after September 1st, 2019, have a built in speaker. So only those vehicles and later will have that feature. Um, according to our friends over at Tesla Roddy, uh, the speaker, again, was a safety precaution when NHTSA required electric cars to produce sound to alert pedestrians. Uh, Tesla owners who own a model manufacturer prior to the aforementioned date will not be able to use the feature. Um, in addition to this feature, Tesla also inter- introduced some exciting updates related to artificial sounds. Um, n- the new Tesla update basically allows it to fart on neighbors. All right. That's, so, I mean, that's let's that's hear it, there. everybody. Let's have the comments. What would you put as your 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 sound of choice? No no given little old ladies heart attacks and they're crossing the street, but you know I mean right. I, I, there's got to be some creative you know I mean oh now I mean I would look, do a I'd do a James Brown yeah Hi. yeah you know, something like that wake you up in the morning man I mean I so the last two or three RVs that I've had because they're more outdoor like toy hauler focused mm-hmm. they have speakers outside well. Same kind of thing, you know. You can play your music, watch a game, whatever. But mm-hmm. there's no faster way to get yourself thrown out of a park, an RV park or a national mm-hmm. park, than turn that thing up too loud. I mean, th- literally, that's like they want those places quiet. Yeah, so, they do. Yeah. So, um, 
people are going to hack that speaker. They are. They are. Oh yeah. They'll do something to it. I'll, I'll say this, you know, the, the bigger take that I get, I take away from this. Yeah. It's kind of a goofy thing feature to, to give your, your owners, mm-hmm. whatever. I get it. I mean, we just used to just turn the volume knob up on the car and just play it to the end car speakers. And mm-hmm. it was plenty. Yeah. Um, or we just put the boom box on top of the vehicle and let it play and everybody could do it or you sign in through your Bluetooth, whatever. But I think the biggest takeaway from this is, is this is where we are in, in safety related issues where the fact that Elon Musk and his engineers have built a vehicle that you can push over the air software updates to fix a safety problem mm-hmm. without having to drive into a dealership and deal with that crap. Mm-hmm. If you qualify for it, it's just a matter of like what you do now. You check for updates, software updates on your computers, your phones, any devices these days. This is the same thing, guys. This is convenience. I, for me, I'm sold on I, the convenience and the the ability to correct a problem that could be life threatening immediately. Completely agree. You know? um, not the first time we've seen it. They've unlocked extra range in those vehicles in like mm-hmm. natural disaster, hurricane type situations, whatever. Right. right. Um, you know, a lot of people we've seen the comments think he's a sn- think Elon's a snake oil salesman. He's a con man, whatever. But I I gotta say he's pushing the envelope here with stuff like this. You know, absolutely he is. He is. Um, and, I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And it just is a little added bonus that you know you can make your car fart for the rest of the world. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> make um, sure you leave those comments, guys. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast over at partscountaguru.com forward slash podcast. Any platform. Also. Go to uh, youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, turn it from red to gray, ring that bell, be notified when new videos uh, uh, from our podcast or any segments or DIY videos that we put out there, reviews, etc. cetera. Um, thank you if you are subscribed. If you are subscribed, please tell some friends to do the same thing. If you are not subscribed, please subscribe and grab a couple of friends along the way to uh, to subscribe. So, And thank yeah. you very much. So, whew, What a day. What all right, man. So, a um, couple things in closing. First of all, I didn't even actually know I was going to do this, but uh, big thanks to my wife for a really cool gift um, and a shout out to the folks at in in my home area. Since oh. since we lost the Rams, I'm trying. I mean, I don't care, but I don't care about the Rams. But I, uh, O'Fallon Brewery, Jay, O'Fallon, Missouri, Cherry Dark right. Dark Chalk Dark Wheat Ale, Cherry Chocolate. It's uh. It was a Valentine's Day gift. It was it was good. It was good. It was good. Is it um, good? Yeah. What, what's so, what's can you give me some of the notes on it? What is it? What's a well, obviously cherry and dark chocolate, right? Um, but these guys at O'Fallon Brewing, they're um, you know uh, a couple decades back, we lost the um, well, the king became international. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, yes. I'm, I'm politely saying that Anheuser Busch sold out to InBev, and uh, pretty much it seems like uh, a lot of craft breweries started popping up in 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 the area that i grew up in which i you know good because it's honestly better and this is no exception um so i love wheat beers you already know that mm-hmm. I, I think yes. i probably like them more than you do um you do dark wheat i i don't like sweet you know like it's just mm-hmm. not my you know i don't like sweet drinks but this isn't a sweet drink but it just works and yeah. the fact that it's a wheat ale i think makes yeah. it um i don't know that i would do it in the summertime yeah it's yeah, kind of a you know, wheat, a yeah, wheat beers for me, period, like stouts are so heavy for the summer. Yeah. I'm more of a Pilsner or a pale. Yeah. Um uh, you know, in 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 times like that. 
Um, you know, it's funny you're talking about beer, and you know how much I love beer. But uh, I chose February to to oh, to kind of give my give my well, liver a break. Uh, and these so I, guys, I've gone dry. These guys at O'Fallon, I'm, I'm I'm pulling the wagon for both of us. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> these guys at O'Fallon Brewery, they put on all their cans. We love beer, so they're they're right there with you. You uh, guys at O'Fallon Brewery did a good job with this one. Thank you. Got for my vote. Putting out good quality. All got right. my vote. And congratulations to you on your lovely Valentine's gift from your lovely yeah. wife. I just yeah, thanks. So. Um, you know, one okay. So there's always some takeaway from these big games, right? Yeah. I felt like this one was a little eh, but who is Polestar? Who the heck is Polestar, <laughs> yeah, Jay? I got that. I got that question several times, man. Now, you know, this commercial went on, and Sideshot mm-hmm. was in the room, and I looked at him and I went, I got shamed a little bit. He goes, uh, he goes, Dad, you should know more about these guys. And then he looked at me and he went, it's owned by Volvo. That's right. And uh, yeah, I mean, he just basically took me to task. Yeah. And it's a Swedish company. Actually, right. it's, uh, I think the majority stake is now owned by Chinese, but it's a Swedish-based company yeah. that Volvo you know, started. Right, right. So Pol- uh, Polestar ran a commercial. That's their electric uh Division, I guess you would say, yeah. Volvo, more or less. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Oversimplifying there, but for the EV sake division. of yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it was pretty much a straight shot across the bow at Elon Musk and Tesla, mm-hmm. and it said, "Hey, we don't do space rockets. We don't do any of that monkey business. We're just making good EVs." That's it. And uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how much I, they spent on that, but they spent some money. Volvo. Oh well, it's Volvo. seven. Seven million dollars for a thirty-second commercial is what it cost you to put that ad during the Super Bowl. All right. Now, believe it or not, Jay Polestar, I did my homework, has been around since the mid '90s. Yes, been around for a while, um, but it's only and again they were they're mainly focused their 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 work in Europe, um, and I mm-hmm. think that initially there was more of a commercial type vehicle development early on. And then, of course, now everybody's moving towards, you know, just the average uh, vehicle being an electric vehicle. And Polestar is just one of many vehicles out there. I'm telling you, I mean, there's Fisker, there's Lucid, there's, I mean, there the people, this is not, I mean, it, it's like, it's kind of almost turning into like shoe companies, man. Yeah. How so, many different brands of the well, shoe can you sell, you know? It's, it's getting niche. Right, and That's so right. this to me does look like a direct Lucid competitor. Be, for one reason, it's the same mm-hmm. price range, hundred fifty ish thousand. Right, uh, luxury EV, VIP. So, yep, yep. Um, and Volvo, notoriously, it's safety. Right, that's their big mm-hmm. thing. So, um, it's a good looking ride, man. It, now, interestingly enough, they're going mm-hmm. almost exclusively sedans, which is something yeah. that we just finished. Something talking. we just we just talked about it. Yeah, not too many people doing that. They've got a two door, they've got a, a four door, and then they do have one that I guess you would consider a crossover. It kind of looks a little bit more like a model, like a big model three, to me. Right. Um, right. How dare I? Right. But you know they're doing some of the same design elements where the you know the door handles retract in and they're. Yeah, I love it, man. I, I think it's, you know, look, dude, this this market, you know, the well, I don't know what I'm looking at one now. I don't know what this one is. It's a two door coupe, which oh, that's pretty the awesome. Polestar one. So there's the is one, the, the one? two, and the Precept. Okay, 
Beautiful, the two, the beautiful two vehicles. The two has four doors. The one has two doors. Yes. And the Precept make, is the one that looks like a crossover. Okay. Try to keep all that. I straight. see that. Yeah. And if yeah, you look that, on the roof of the Precept, Jay, yep. mm-hmm. you see that what looks to be a collision avoidance system like we talked about. It does. Yeah. Yep. It really does. Um, pretty amazing, man. I, I, I'm excited for anybody who can get into one of these. If you're a listener and you own one, how about reach out to us? We'd like to talk to you about this and see what you think. And right now, um, there's not that many locations across the U.S. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. It even says what? on our web- website, no conquering Mars because Earth is our first priority. Right, right. Um, <laughs> there is one. Hey, there's a Polestar uh, dealer in Seattle. Um, Get the out closest, there. Yeah, I might do that. The closest one to you is... Um, in Atlanta. No, nah, I'm not doing that. Too much traffic. Yep. Closest one to you is in Atlanta. They're all Florida. There's some in Florida. Obviously, a ton in California. There's one in Portland, one in Seattle. A couple in uh, Texas. One in, Co- one in um, Denver. Florida. Yep, yep. So, yeah, there you go. Um, and they also have a, a, a bicycle, by the way, an e-bike. I don't know if you knew that. Well, no, but I do now. Yep. Huh. Yep, they sure do. It has a mono shock on it and everything. So there you go. All it's right, pretty cool. Where'd you it find like that? Little, it's uh, if you scroll down on their website, uh, yeah. explore the shop. Uh, uh, it's like you know, ride Polestar, whatever. Okay. Uh, let's see here. What is it? Yeah, it's called Mobility. The Mobility Ride Scale Models. Yada yada. Let's see here. And uh, hello, it's called Maka Polestar. All right. Yeah. There you go. It uh, doesn't give me anything but a picture. All right, here's so, my prediction. Okay, let's have it's it. It's not going to be the last time we talk about these guys. No, I don't think so either. I think that our expansion of EV manufacturers are going to grow exponentially in the next year. If uh, just old DW was smart, he would convert that Volvo dealership that he owns in my hometown to a... Don't, don't, you know, what's his slogan? If you don't see the pole star on my car, you don't. What? <laughs> if you ah! don't see this pole star on my car, you better come see old DW. Yeah, yeah, there you go. One of those. So that's great. And I think, you know, at some point, you know, maybe we should go and al- just go down the alphabet and start. We'll, we'll pick one, start with the letter A. Can mm-hmm. you think of one that starts with the letter A out there and all EV, all electric vehicles? Oh, Audi. Audi makes uh, the e tron Right. There's even Are we one gonna before do this? that. Are we going to? No, you can't. I got Atlas. Okay. Atlas. Oh, okay. How about those guys? Pickup okay. truck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Audi, Atlas. Yeah, we could go down the list and just B- talk BMW, about what's. BMW, that's easy. BMW. C- yeah. And then Chevrolet, Cadillac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, now D- are we going to. Yeah, we, we can't. We, we got to wrap yeah. this part. Daimler. <laughs> Ooh. Keep going. You get into anyway. some of the weird ones like X. I don't know that you're. You're going to be up a creek there. Um, uh, you'd have to probably go to China for for that. Yeah, I bet there's one in China. We need to establish some ground rules for this. Like, okay, is it All just right. you know American? Okay, guys, is it you know manufacturer right. okay. or American make model? What's the- yeah? All right, so there you have it, guys. Stay tuned. Keith and I are going to go off into the uh, the the EV manufacturing uh, world of 
what's actually being manufactured in the U.S. And we'll go alph- alphabetically. We'll put that in one of our podcasts upcoming. So just stay tuned for that. That ought to be fun. And we'll, we'll just give you some highlights um, of each vehicle that's being produced or something like that. Or maybe we just choose a letter for that particular podcast and work our way through the year. We'll see what happens. We might have to go back, though, because they keep popping up like mushrooms, man. You know, it's crazy. You just add a little water, and next thing you know, you got an EV. Right? Same, same speed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, man. So, all right, you want to take us out today? I will. All right, everybody. Thank you, uh, as always, for mm-hmm. your time and attention. And I'm trying to mix it up a little bit, Jay. I feel like I say the same thing all the time. Uh, that's my that's my friend Jay over there. If that's you're key. listening and you're not watching, I'm pointing with vigor to my right, which would be to your left if you're looking. All right, now I've just gone down a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Every, uh, let's see. Let me leave you with this, guys. There is no failure, no such thing as failure, only time-released success. Mm. Chew on that one. I'm, I'm Keith. I That's like Jay it. over there. I'm going to Disney World. See you guys next time.